0: you. <music> and Michael Yorba thanks for joining with us all right I have Aiden Gonzalez with me he is the founder and executive director of uh, Puente uh, Puente Network thanks for joining thanks for being here
1: uh, thank you for the opportunity
0: all right you have a very very different background for most people who do what you do you came from the the environment that you're changing and then you put yourself into a whole new environment you're from um, Oak Cliff, our, born, and raised. born and raised Correct. in this area. But then you went on to, to graduate from some Ivy League schools Correct. and came back in. Generally, it doesn't happen that way. They just keep going. So first, I wanted to give our audience a little background on um, you, how you get, got into the, the, to the position that you are, and then what does uh, Puede Network
1: do? Absolutely. If anything, uh, first I'm the reflection of the hard work and sacrifice of my parents. Um, both of my parents are immigrants from Guanajuato, Mexico, and I think that's incredibly important to um, a culture to embrace and part of my identity, a huge part of my identity. And I think overall, growing up in a, an immigrant household, understanding that resources are limited, but with will and hard and ganas, anything is possible. I think that uh, was definitely changed the trajectory of my brothers. And myself Um, it allowed us to believe in in a future that could be means um, a future of not going to sleep hungry or a future of being able to help help others because people have helped us and i think if anything it's just being grateful to be able to wake up and at the end of the day when you don't have much but you have your family around you um, that makes the biggest difference and i think overall part of what we do now um, i'm the executive director for the network which is a youth leadership development program But the truth is, it's basically the same way my dad raised me with no education. My dad's been a custodian, a janitor all my life. My mom has worked in a warehouse all my life. But both of them raised us to, you know, treat others better than you to treat yourself. Um, To the the, the concept and the idea that, you know, you are a man and a woman for others. That concept of putting others in front was just, that's the way you survive. As a family, you know, we always had to sacrifice Uh, Within my own brothers to meet one goal Which was like let's say the family's rent It meant that everybody knew That we had to put in our few cents And now how does that mean? Is that when I was uh, Seven years old um, I started working my first real job I was six turning seven At the local flea market Selling snacks, drinks To help my parents buy school uniforms Because uh, months before that My dad was shot in front of me And my older brother Um, That was the first time one grew up and recognize what violence means, why it's impactful and it can hurt people. Um, recognize what financial constraints can do. Realizing that if you, my parents don't have enough money for the rent, we're gonna get kicked out. Um, you know, Learning as a son of immigrants, learning the English language and having to translate um, letters, mail, news, the list goes on, you become the doctor, lawyer, at eight years old. All these different combinations, ultimately, Uh, Help me understand that, you know what, I am proud where I'm from, but it's not normal. And other kids should not have to struggle the way um, most kids do at this point in inner-city neighborhoods like Oak Cliff.
0: Now, you went on to graduate from Georgetown and also from Harvard. Correct. And then you brought those skills back into your neighborhood and founded uh, Weather Network. Correct. Now this is in uh, the the hopes and the, the ambition to alleviate poverty, educate and help your fellow mankind in your own neighborhoods. Tell our audience what La Puede Network does and how you engage with your your network of, of friends and 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 neighbors throughout this Dallas landmass that's about 40%. Of our Dallas landmass, and you know that's you know th- there's about 2.8 million people over here that we're talking about and you're the guy.
1: I think we, we embrace the human capital that exists. Mm-hmm. The responsibility that I have as a leader is to own our truth and our narrative. For far too long many people have you know from using data numbers or interpret our story or have told our story for us. The privilege of growing up where I did Allows me and the, having the higher education that I have allows me allows me to own my story, and within that story is understanding where, where we meet people where they're at. There's a lot of very intelligent folks with good intentions and good hearts that understand numbers and understand have theories of how to impact our community. There's a difference between walking with them and asking how what what needs what problems do you want to solve, and I think that engagement starts in school. It starts in education. I, you know, grew up in Dallas ISD, very proud. But I'm proud of things that, you know, not your typical student should be. Like we're proud of how much our teachers had to hustle to teach us a lesson that didn't go with the standards. How many like, you know, we didn't have A C or heater systems or the right books, the resources that didn't exist. And so today, you know, the story is the same.
0: Here's what I want to know: What are you doing that's changing the landscape of Southern Dallas? you the, the audience doesn't know this, and we need to let everybody know that you've come back and you're actually doing things. You're <laughs> engaged. You said one of the things that's very important: you're engaging with people on their level, where you understand what they're talking about, not trying to manage from afar. You're in it, but you're actually doing different things that people so far have not been able to do tell our audience what those different things are doing that you are doing
1: so right now we have over 287 kids that are part of our scholarship program mm-hmm. and that en- it engages a whole family in and in a program where if you want to play soccer which is the most popular sport in our community mm-hmm. and by the way Dallas does not have public spaces enough public spaces for us to play in. Um, that's an important they, conversation for me. And then then you, you don't too. have permits and the list goes on, but that's social capital. Mm-hmm. My job has been to disrupt the system and understand, well, these are the obstacles that are in place for the community now. How can they get closer to those opportunities? So for example, a parent that wants to get engaged in school, we're, we're empowering them to understand to learn that teachers have standards, TEKS and the Texas agency um, provides TEKS for every teacher to be able to teach. So when a teacher tells their kid, hey, your kid, um, your son or your daughter is struggling with math. Well, what standard in math? Allowing parents to under, because our parents care about our education. When people say, oh, our parents are not showing up, it's, they, don't, they don't feel welcomed. And I think that's number one, allowing families to feel welcome, the way way I approach our communities is let them know that, hey, you have your problems, I have mine, no one's perfect. We can work together, where are you? Let me meet you where you're at. Let's be, you know, sometimes very optimistic, you have to. And people, you know, I think at the end of the day is right now my kids are focusing on four things. Community service, Mm -hmm. um, showing our community that we can serve our own community. Changing that mindset of that American dream is no longer about the house, the golden retriever, the car. It's about serving and empowering one another because it benefits everybody as a whole. Leadership initiatives. Empowering our kids and our community to not just understand problems, but be able to draft a plan to execute those problems. Fail and try again. Ambition support. Being able to have the right mentorship. People who are willing to share obstacles for people to avoid and opportunities to be taken advantage of. My goal is for people, my kids to be better than me, just like Michael, your goal should be better for me to be better than you. That's the only way a community would actually progress and come together. And lastly, leadership initiatives. The ability to understand that everyone has the opportunity to be a leader, even if it means you're just leading yourself and being able to be, own your identity, because the moment you accept who you are and accept your reality, then you can accept everyone else around you and participate and be civically engaged in your community.
0: One of the things that I noticed when I went to your town hall on Saturday was that everybody in the room was very engaged with you. They weren't off on their cell phones and wondering about what they had to do for the next week or or trying to they were they were very engaged with you. They they pretty much hung off of every syllable that you that you spoke. So you're you're obviously reaching everybody at a gut level to get the 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 community engagement is it's not just your charisma that made that happen. You actually did something that earned that respect from the community. So I, I wanted to understand better now that you stated what the four pillars Patrick. are some of the roadblocks that we have to overcome because that this is my goal too this is my legacy also to help make our community and my community is the whole thing it's not just where i live but the whole thing help make our community a better place and i can't do it without civic engagement and that's you what are some of the pillars or some of the, the obstacles that you think need a better look at and to be readdressed uh, so that we can we can really come together as a group and grow.
1: I think you're doing it right now, Michael. You're—I think you're a white male. Yes, I'm um, American. American white male. Um, unfortunately, if I say I'm American, um, people will say, "And but where you're from?" And that reality, though, is what you're doing right now is you're sharing your platform with me, just like I'm going to welcome you to my backyard, my living room. I think you're leading. This is a leading example, that you don't expect anything in return, but help others. And I think it's our responsibility as leaders to demonstrate that with our actions. And why that's the reason why the families were so engaged, is that I demonstrated with actions that I care not just care about them. That it's their kids are my kids. That their future is my future.
0: So we need to give them a voice. A, on the platform.
1: a, a, a voice. And I think it all goes leading. And and, and it's cliche, but you lead with the heart. Mm-hmm. you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do even if it's unpopular you speak the truth you own the power you own the narrative and that's where it's incredibly important to have them solve issues for us to solve issues together um, it, it, you know at the end of the day <laughs> you have to believe that these the families want the best for their kids even when you see a family whose kids it could be you know they could have very um, you know Unhealthy, unhealthy lifestyle, um, the bad hygiene, lack of you know resources. You have to still believe in them, because the moment you start believing in people, then what are we here for? Um, again, very cliche, but at the end of the day, it ser- serves everybody. It's like a business, right? You go back to whoever treats you good. You don't go back to those who give you bad customer service. And at the end of the day, I think that's what we got to do. We got to start doing again. Start treating people. Right, because it's the right thing to do.
0: Right, I, I agree with you. Um, where do you wanna take La Puente?
1: So right now, the Network's future is, you know, uh, we never sat down and planned um, or let it solve issues. If anything, every day there's people just coming to mm-hmm. to us. I will be the first to say that the success of Weather Network is when we're no longer needed. Um, realistically speaking, the next step for Puede is I have to, you know, fundraise. Right now we're serving hundreds of families with a zero-dollar operating budget. Um, the truth is, for anyone's out there, you know, my wife is paying my, our mortgage, the bills, to allow me to serve my community, our community. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I have a degree from Harvard, Columbia, Georgetown, doesn't mean anything if we're not using those degrees to empower people. And I think at the end of the day, uh, with Puede Network right now, I have to focus on fundraising so I could create more opportunities for my kids because I take my kids to every I take them to museums like for example in February, there's a philanthropist that just called me yesterday uh Jorge Baldor which I give him a shout out he wants he wants to invite over 50 of my kids to the mayor's and symphonicium that's I don't that's only possible because someone picked up their phone and I don't have the budget to take my kids where I know they need to go and I think that's the next step that I've we've taken this grass, grassroots organization just by luck and chance where people invite us I take them I take them we figure it out put on my credit card I figure it out and I think now it's been again we blink your eyes and it's been seven years that we've been organizing this
0: so we need to get the message out to the point where people who are able to help and have it in their heart to help know that you're there so that they can participate
1: I I would I would hope so
0: okay Um, I know on the bottom of the television show, we call it The low, Lower Third, they've got your address, although, but there are other ways that people can, can reach out and work with you. Such donations are one, but participation and other other things that you do, so. And that's the thing that's interesting about the network, though,
1: yeah. is that, and, and it's, it's sometimes difficult for people to understand, Whereas, like, the concept of the network is building a web and a line of support within the community. So, for example, tutors, your people are used to kids from privileged backgrounds coming to build their resumes by tutoring the poor, the poor kids. Right. But why am I not using our own poor kids to tutor our younger poor kids? That's the game changer. Yeah. And, and that's where the concept people throw the word poor out there. But, you know, it's, it's people. And that's the, that's another thing that's so great about the Network that even within our volunteer program, like we have over 18 volunteers, coaches, tutors, teachers that are within the neighborhood are that we're not waiting for someone to come rescue us. Now, again, how do we go to the next level? That's where money makes a difference at the end of the day, where I'm limited on where I can expose my kids because it, it costs money. Got it,
0: all right. Thanks for being a guest on today's show. Oh, thank you so much, Michael. My pleasure. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. All right, now don't forget, I have uh, Puede Network up on the website uh, and on the app under CEO Money Partners. If you're looking to participate and to, to alleviate poverty and alleviate um, crime in our area, that's where you can find these people. Uh, I definitely want you to reach out to them as soon as you can. All right, you, thanks for watching. We've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Don't forget, download our app, CEO Money, on iOS and Android.